Welcome to Basically Famous. Thanks for joining us. We're your hosts, Shelby and Tyler. Welcome to this week's episode. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of Basically Famous. We are so glad you found your way here, and we are really excited today to be joined by Macy. Macy is an awesome person. You wear many hats. Um, For those who don't know, you took my college graduation photos from Tarleton and my brothers from high school. We did it all the same day. And so that's something so cool that we we share, but we met at Tarleton. And so tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and who you are and what all you do. Hi, Tyler. I am so glad that you asked me to be here today. I am Macy Cook. I, like Tyler said, wear many hats. I own multiple businesses, a little bit of a homesteader, crazy chicken lady, crazy cat lady, all the things, but I am originally from Peaster, Texas, which I thought was small until I moved to Robert Lee, Texas, which is in middle of nowhere. Uh, Like Tyler said, we went to Tarleton together. I graduated with a degree in ag comm and absolutely loved it. Agricultural communications opened up so many doors for me. The people at Tarleton are amazing. Um, It's not so little anymore, but Tarleton is that small town that everyone who comes from a small town wants. So I, whenever I started at Tarleton, I initially wanted to go into education. I wanted to be an ag teacher. My ag teachers inspired me more than anyone else. And so I wanted to follow in their footsteps until I realized all that goes into teaching ag. And then I found the AgCom program and I was always into marketing. I was into writing and creativity. So that route was the best thing I could have ever done. While I was at Tarleton, I interned at a couple different marketing agencies, and I interned at the American Paint Horse Association. With both of those, I got into photography. And while I was at Tarleton, I actually started my own photography business, MC Squared Photography. Um, Tyler's pictures are still some of my favorite because she is the best. She was willing to do whatever I asked. So that one was fun. And I've always loved the storytelling aspect of it because your pictures themselves showed everything that you did at Tarleton in within an hour and a half. Like we captured a lot of that. And then lately I have been doing less photography because I opened up my own boutique, Prickly Lantern Co. It is It is a chance to combine all of my passions. I absolutely love the outdoors um, from hunting and fishing to the agricultural aspect of it to just being outside and enjoying the earth. And so I have started a boutique that specializes in women's clothing in the outdoors. What, What led you to create that? So like, that's a really unique space. Um, and from you creating this and sharing stuff, I've started following some other people who are kind of into the outdoors hunting, 
Um, like I do enjoy that, but that's not something I do very often. And so what really like sparked your interest to like start this? Was it because like there was nothing out there like this? You were looking for something yourself because you're an avid outdoors woman, like kind of where did this come from? So as you know, Tyler, in agriculture, there is a huge gap between men and women. Um, I still see it as very male dominated and you get talked down to in that field. That correlates everything into the outdoor industry. Whenever a woman goes into most hunting stores, she's looked down on. Everything is teeny and pink. That's kind of what is said. And my husband got me into hunting. I didn't grow up hunting. And he's one of those guys that is just a natural teacher. Um, he was never like, oh, you're a girl. You can't do this. He let me go in as far as, far as I wanted with it and has motivated me every day. And in this industry, I couldn't find clothing that I liked. I couldn't find something that was cute and showed off a love of outdoors. I was actually inspired a lot by Wandering Maverick Boutique because she's created that for women in ag, but there isn't anything like that for women in the outdoors and hunting and fishing. That is so cool. Well, I love Cody and Wandering Maverick and I hope one day to sit down with her. And so I, I have seen like what she did. And so I think that's so cool that you can be inspired by someone, but you're doing something completely different in the realm of like, you're not competitors because you have a whole different group of people while we, some of us will overlap, like what people are looking for in the outdoors world is really different from what people in what we consider the ag industry, livestock, um, production, crops, and like, it's just so different. So how did you like get into agriculture? Were you born in it or did you just like come into it in high school? You said your FFA teachers, you know, were really influential. So how did you get into the ag industry? Um, a little bit of all the ways. Uh, I grew up with a single mom, but she grew up showing pigs. My grandparents have been cattle raisers, not ranchers, but we've always had cattle at my whole life. My great grandparents raised cattle and on both sides of my family. So I was just, I knew that's what I loved, but I also grew up doing horse school things and I rodeoed, I showed horses. I was in kind of every aspect of that. But whenever I was in high school, I got into FFA. Um, I went full force. I told my ag teacher I would do whatever they wanted me to sign up for. And that changed my life. Um, I was a poultry judger. I did ag mechanics, did every public speaking event that I could. I was an officer. I was an area officer. And that camaraderie that you get in the FFA was amazing. It, we even knew that in the ag department at Tarleton. There's a different camaraderie there than there is in other departments throughout the school. In high school, I had the opportunity to go to state convention for five, five years. And then I was able to go to national convention twice. 
I went with my chapter, Easter FFA, and then I went as an area officer. And going to that convention as an area officer and a state convention was life altering. I now have friends all over the country in agriculture. I've been able to watch them go from high school kids to now they are full-blown business owners. They are working in government. They are lawyers, doctors, um, and they still every year will share those memories from national convention. So that was an opportunity I will forever be grateful for. And while I was there, um, I saw the Tarleton booth. That was another thing that I saw them and knew I was like, oh, small town. That's where one of the places I wanna go. But during high school, Dr. Frazier came to Peaster because we had a student teacher. And I had two conversations with him and that man, <laughs> he brags on Tarleton, he brags on the ag ed program. He is proud of what he does and the people in his program. He loves everything about the school. I think he had on his purple tie and everything whenever he came. And Dr. Frazier really made me want to go to Tarleton. It didn't help that both my ag teachers went to Tarleton as well. My mom graduated from Tarleton. And that is what led me to bleed purple. That is so cool. Dr. Frazier is definitely like one of a kind. Um, anyone in FFA knows who he is. So I think that's so cool that like, and he is probably someone you could still go to and talk and get advice from and just have a great conversation because that's the kind of person he is. So you talked a little bit about an internship kind of got you into photography, but what, how did you get into photography? You know, there's a photography class at Tarleton. Did you take it? And like, what inspired you or why do you feel so creative behind a camera? So the internship that I took that got me, initially got me into photography, the company did work for the, all of the cactus brands, like cactus ropes and all of their gear. So I got to see my bosses take these pictures of team ropers, of barrel racers, of everybody just doing their thing. And those were so just pretty. Like they told the story of the brand. And then at Tarleton, I did take Dr. Ashley's photography class and me and one of my really good friends, Peyton, were in there together. And that class was fun. He told us to get creative. He said to just get after it. And he showed us pictures that he had taken. And those were memories. Those were things. He had a lot of his family and stuff. So that was something that so those memories as he talked about them and showed us of the different study abroad trips and everything it kind of took him back in class you could tell that and so as I got to play with my camera I actually stole one from my mom um as I got to play with that it was my way to tell a story with just a click that's something whenever I was young, I would write stories on my mom's computer. I would hack into it and write in Word. And whenever photography, you could see emotions and pictures, you could see generations. Like I know I've taken pictures that 
people look back on and remember that moment. They remember how they felt then. That's what got me into it and why I stuck with it. That is so cool. And so you got into agriculture just kind of in a mix of ways. Then you got into photography and now you're an entrepreneur, a business owner. You have the cutest tiny home and you share the cutest pictures of it. So to someone who's like maybe looking to get into agriculture or photography or or build a business, you know, do something and go against the grain and step out, you know, on a leap of faith and build a business, like what advice would you give to someone who, you know, wants to be a go-getter like you are? I would just say go for it. Um, That's kind of my main advice. And that's mine and my husband's motto. Um, We are actually high school sweethearts. And so for the past 10 years, we have had a lot of people tell us it's not going to work. Um, and then he is also very business minded and we'll go for any, like we will try any business once. Um, if it works, we'll try it again, but I think you just have to go for it. And it doesn't matter why I recently heard a quote that wanting it is enough. So if you want something, you don't have to explain yourself to people. You don't have to say, I want this because you can just say, I want this. So if you want to own a business, you want to own a business. If you want to be the president of the United States, that's what you want. And so that's what I think that you just have to remind yourself is that no matter what, you can go for it. And no matter what, you don't have to have a reason you can say just because. That is so good and so inspiring. And so with all the hats you wear, irons in the fire, as we talked about earlier, you know, how do you manage it all? How do you keep up with things? Um, Is there a tool in your life that you think, you know, you swear by a planner? Um, I know some people use like apps, you know, is there something that just like makes your life so much easier when managing everything you have going on? I don't know if it would say that much easier, but I have over a dozen notebooks. I keep a spiral everywhere. I have one on my nightstand. I have four on my desk in front of me and I keep one in my purse. So if I ever have an idea, if something I need to do, I can jot it down and I'll always be able to find that in these notebooks. I also don't throw them away. I have college notebooks. I have internship notebooks. Okay, so that's keeping a spiral notebook. People swear by it. I keep one by my nightstand too because I swear I get in bed and everything's just like, oh my God, all these things I need to do, should have done, could have done, or ideas come to me. So that is a really, really cool way that you keep up with everything. So our standing question on the podcast is if you had a billboard, what would be on it and why? So what would be on your billboard? I think my billboard would be crowded. Um, But I would have to have my cats and my chickens and my dogs. Um, Honestly, those three things are why I like being a business owner and making my own hours is me and my husband don't have kids. So my animals are my kids. 
and my they my world revolves around them have to be something outdoorsy and a motivational quote or two and then my husband he Cody is he's my best friend um I will tell anybody that but he is the reason why I'm able to do everything that I'm able to do and I know the end of the day if I had him my tiny house and all my animals then I would be good to go in my bible because that is really my rock Cody's my best friend my bible's my rock so that would be my billboard just a little bit of everything you like got into running and you like ran a half marathon or a marathon I cannot remember how did you get into that what was that process like one if you see me running like you better start running along because we're all in trouble so I'm not a runner so I was totally impressed and like motivated when you were like you know, I'm just going to go do this. Like I signed up, have no plan, going to do this. So that was really my half marathon plan was I had no plan. I did the Silos Magnolia half marathon in April. And I told myself I would train, I would train for this. Well, it came down to two weeks before the half marathon and I had ran maybe three miles. So the day of the half marathon came and one of my really good friends did it with me. Angie, she, she's a real runner. I'm not a real runner, but I told I think, myself. I think you qualify as a real runner now. Like you've done this, you're a real runner. So I decided at some point, I think I was in high school, that before I died, I would do a half marathon and a full marathon for no reason other than to say I did it. Because everyone thinks you're nuts. Everyone tells you I could never. And then you tell people, you could put a, I could put one of those stickers on my car that says 13.1. Um, so that was really why I did it. Just because I told myself I would, I put it off for a lot of years. And I actually just restarted training this week for a half marathon in December. So I can do a full marathon next spring. That is insane. Like, I would love to be able to be like, I run a marathon. I run a half marathon. I will say that something on my bucket list was to get ordained and officiate a wedding. And I've done that. And there's no actual reason behind that. I just want to do it because it seems so cool. And it was so worth it. So I, I get that. I didn't ever think I would want to do that. But I have married four couples. And... I love it. I, if anyone ever tells me that they need a minister or an ordained person, I'm not a real minister. Um, I will gladly volunteer. I love doing it. Weddings are a blast. It was so fun and something so different and so out there, but it's very much us and the type of personality we have. And so that is cool. And because when you got married, your best friend, Mary Jo. Yes. And had a very like intimate elopement and it was so cool and your pictures are cool and it's like just a sweet memory that you have and so I think about you know when you officiate a wedding too like you're part of someone's forever story well hopefully forever their story I know that's my fear is the four couples that I married will never get divorced and if they do I'm coming after them but the four couples I married 
I absolutely, one of them was my in-laws, my mother-in-law and father-in-law. I married them. It was the same kind of in, intimate setting. Cody took pictures of the ceremony and then we did pictures afterwards. And then another friend, same thing. Cody did pictures of the ceremony and then we did pictures. And then my best friend from high school, I married them. And then a friend in town, I married them as well. And I love it. It's a lot of fun. I think it's an Enneagram 7 thing. I would agree with that. Like you're always up for an adventure and officiating a wedding is an adventure to say the least. 100%. I also think like I put a lot. So, well, one, I'm not married. So you have like a whole different view of like being married. And so that can add, but like I did so much research and like what I should say and like ways I can incorporate Bible verses and like I love Hallmark. So, I mean, I have been training for that moment my whole life, but like you put so much thought and effort into it because you want someone's day to be so special. And I don't think people realize that. No, not at all. And if you add the personalization touch, I mean, normally you have to, but that's what for my in-laws, I talked basically about them meeting. Um, my high school best friend, they love Harry Potter. So I put a Dumbledore quote into their wedding ceremony. And my one of the other friends that I did, hers was, I kind of spoke, I did a little bit on their kids and stuff because they have three babies. And then my friend in town, kind of the same thing with them. I was like, hey guys, what do y'all want in this? Tell me a little about you and we'll go from there. Yes, that is so cool. Well, as we wrap up, how can our listeners connect with you, um, follow your socials, website, anything like that? Where can they find you? My main Instagram is at Mrs. Macy Cook. And then from there, I share all of the adventures between my business, my husband's business, our little homestead that we have going and our tiny home. So that is the main place to find me. And if not there, then probably just text me, but I'm not going to pull my phone number out. <laughs> well, I will be sure I'll link your Instagram and um, Prickly Lantern and some things in the show notes for people to connect with you. But thank you so much for spending your time with us. This was so fun and so awesome to hear about, you know, how you got from from small town to even smaller town of Robert Lee and what all the good things you're doing there. So thanks for, for chatting with us today. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for having me.